Am I doing the intro? We just discussed I, this. <laughs> God damn it, Zach. We're supposed to be better at this this season. <laughs> Never. You can't polish a turd. You can, but it's still a turd. You just have shit on your hands. <laughs> shit all over your hands. I never understood that. Like, who has a hard enough turd to render a polish? They did it on Mythbusters at one point, and it was a Get beautiful polish turd. Out you know, of like here. those, like, really nice looking, like, balls you sit in a bowl for no goddamn reason? Yeah. It looks like one of those. The ones they have at, like, Pottery Barn? Yeah, stuff. like, decorative Pottery Barn bullshit balls. Polished <laughs> turds look just they like that. They literally are bullshit balls. <laughs> That's uh, all right. Well, <laughs> here we are, season two, episode second one, edition. second edition of uh, Sweet Teen D and D, and we're talking about literal polished turds. This is what you signed up for. Twenty six episodes in, and here we are. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> professionals. All right. Uh, we're happy to make a few announcements right now. Woohoo! Uh, woo-hoo! Uh, so first off, we'd like to announce the winner of our sweepstakes giveaway slash whatever we called it. Thanks to everybody who entered. Yes, we really appreciate it. We got some five star reviews. You we got guys some are great reviews. Great. Thank you it so really much. It really boosted my ego. <laughs> so our winner is going to be Geneva. We've reached out to them and contacted them about what they won, although they should already know that. They filled out a form. Yep. But Congratulations on winning. We're really happy. Thank you for giving us a five star review. Not that that was part of the criteria, but hey, yeah, five stars. we got I mean, all five stars. You guys could have given us a one star review and you still be put in the drawing. We can take it. I don't um, cry that, much. that is Zach's thing. Please be nice <laughs> to me. I am a delicate, fragile, depressed flower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need you not to be honest with me. <laughs> Lie to me. Your skin is dry, and you should feel. <laughs> oh, my skin is dry. <laughs> So this is our 26th episode, and to break this off, I figured I'd start with the monster um, and make Jamie draw it. Uh, We are changing it up a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can check out our trailer for full details of what we're going to do, but hey, you're already listening, and you don't have a choice. I mean, you could always... Don't turn us off. Please listen to us. Zach's just full of bad advice. Please don't give us negative reviews. Please don't turn turn us off. (laughs) So to open this off, we're going to go with the toughest creature in Volo's Guides to Monsters. A monster which I never thought we... And honestly, I didn't know it was in the book. And when I saw it, I That's was like... That's how scary it is. Okay. <laughs> so this one can be found in the Assorted Beast Appendix of Volo's Guide. <laughs> and it starts off with this terrifying header. Cattle. <laughs> We're from Texas. We know how terrifying cattle can be. Honestly, the one on this page, if I hit with my car, would probably kill me. I mean, hitting a cow with your car would kill you. Um, You'll definitely... Feel it. Yeah. For yeah. a little bit, and then you won't feel no more. <laughs> well, cow, okay. Anyone who's not from the South, <laughs> which is most of our listeners, um, cows are pretty freaking sturdy. If you hit a cow. They're probably walking away from They're it. probably walking away, and you're a probably deer, not. those little hoof bastards. Mm. It depends. It really depends on deer how you hit it. And if it was jumping when you hit it and how high the front of your car is. Oh my God. This is really morbid. Anywho, if you don't live in a a area where these things are common, just know that they will hurt you far more than you will hurt them. Sturdy little bastards. Sturdy. And if you hit a dairy cow, they might squirt milk. It'll be fun. Oh, that's weird. That's not true. I'm not really sure what the (laughs) the strength of a cow's teat is, and I don't want to Google it. Come on, science man. Tell me. (laughs) <laughs> Either way, cattle. Uh, there are many kinds of cattle, more com- uh, from common oxen 
to more unusual magical variants. Ooh, magic cows. Use the cow stat block to represent them with the slight changes noted below. So today I'm actually going to talk about a cow because it's more fun to watch Jamie try to draw cattle. He's lying. I'm, it's a little, it's, prepare to be underwhelmed. Aww. I'm coming in strong. Whelmed. Season two. I know you can be overwhelmed and can, you can be underwhelmed, but can you just be whelmed? Isn't that like an ocean term for like I don't know. Waves? That's a quote from 10 Things I Hate About You. I was thinking, that's also a quote from like Titans, that TV show that was really good. No, no, not the live action. The other one. That was a great show. It's a great It was like the next part of Young Justice. Robin asked that while invading like a base camp or something. It's great. It's a great show. You should watch it. I don't know about season three. Don't quote me on that. But season one and two are fucking amazing. So cows. Uh, armor class of 10. Hit points 15. They probably have a few more hit points in real life. Uh, speed <laughs> 30 feet. Unless you hit them with a car. Then it's kind of evened out of how fast you were it going. It depends on how fast you were going. Yeah. <laughs> and how heavy they weigh. Um, so they have a strength of 18 at a plus four. Wow. Sturdy motherfuckers. Um, they have plus zeros and tens for dex and wisdom. They're not quick motherfuckers, nor are they wise. No. Um, no, they, they have, as most beasts do, a negative four to intelligence with a score of two and a charisma of minus three and a four. I bet if you put a wig on that cow like they do in Bob's Burgers. <laughs> That's a steer. <laughs> and lastly, it has a plus two to con and a 14 score. So it has a passive perception of base of 10. So it's super perceptive. It's just about average <laughs> languages none oh challenge rating one quarter 50 xp one cattle imagine murdering a field of cattle on accident in game first of all several questions how do you do it on accident fireball second of all second of all is this a playable race in dnd beyond <laughs> Uh, fur bugs look very much like cattle. They depending do. On which they book they you're very they have very much a um, beautiful cow like structures. Cow face facial features. Yeah. Cow uh, not cow. This what is. I was um, gonna say bovine, but I don't know if that's the right word. Bovine's that right. That's what okay. All of them Related to cattle. Okay. Yeah. So their special skills are called charge. If the cow moves at least twenty feet straight forward at a target and then it hits it with a gore attack at the same turn, the target takes an extra seven two d six piercing damage. Seven or 2d6? Yeah. Okay. So a gore. Okay, one. Fuck this cow. It's a quarter challenge rating and it has a plus six to hit. Imagine putting this against a small team. You could fuck up a team with a cow. Level ones. Dead by a cow. They just have to cross a pasture. If they can make it out alive. Oh, that's a great. There's a great story and I'm going to tell it because we have this kind of time. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck's You edit this. Me? I don't care. I do. So there was this joke online. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. But essentially this ATF agent, which is arson, tobacco, yeah. firearms, whatever the fuck it stands for. I'm applying for jobs there. I should probably know. Uh, they uh, went to his farm on the cattle ranch and he's like, hi. I'm an ATF uh, special agent. I'm going to investigate your property. You yeah. know where this is going, yeah, don't you? He's like, okay. The farmer responded. And he's like, okay, you can go everywhere, but that field over there. And he pulls out his badge. And he's like, sir, you see this badge? This badge says I can go wherever the fuck I want. He's like, okay, cool. You do you, bro. And so. Exact words. Exact words. Farmers. I, I know them. I've Pointed. met some farmers. So. As he's roaming around checking everything out, he ends up in the field he's not supposed to go to and is immediately charged by a bull that is set out there for reproductive purposes. Don't mm. look that shit up. Don't. Weird. 
Uh, and so he's panicking and screaming, and the farmer just runs to the fence and goes, show him your badge! That's <laughs> one of my favorite jokes. Show him your badge! Your badge! So I feel like that joke is just a thousand times more funny in the South. In the South, yeah. Because, guys, I mean, we... Texas is only not rural in four areas, and we're not there. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it would not, like, it'd be a little surprising, but it wouldn't be too surprising if there was just a random cow on the street. Like, I'd be like, oh, all right. Like, I, it wouldn't be anything. Like, oh, there's a cow. Anyway, does um, the cow have any more information on it? <laughs> there are a few others. There is the aurochs, which is also a large beast. It's a lot faster and sturdier. Um, it's a CR of two, but it also has char- charge and gore. Nothing too terribly fancy. And then you get to some weird shit. You have an ox. Not weird. That's just some shit. And it's a beast of burden. The oxen is considered to be a huge animal for the purchase, uh, purpose of determining its carrying capacity. Um, surprisingly, no stat block for it. It's just a cow stats, and it's an oxen, so it gets extra bonus to carrying capacity. Then there's the Roth or Roth, R-O-T-H-E. It's an ordinary Roth, resembles a musk ox, and has... Dark vision at a range of 30 feet. So it's it dark vision. Yeah. That's useful. Deep Roth are stunted under dark variants of the Roth or Roth, whatever the fuck they're called. They are medium instead of large and have 13 2d8 plus 4 hit points and communicate with each other by using magical flashing lights. <laughs> they have dark vision out of the range of 60 feet and the following additional traits. Innate spell casting. Give a cow magic powers. Yes. Um, the deep Roth's spellcasting ability is charisma. It can innately cast dancing lights at will, requiring no components. It was never UFOs. It was, it was just, just the cows. Roth cows just signaling each other. Like, is there grass over there? Now, cool, I'll must that over here. And then yes, lastly, cool. my favorite. What? Yeah, that's the sound <laughs> of a moo. A stench cow, spelled with a K. You didn't flip the page, did you? So, um, these orange and green misshapen bison are native to the lower plains you know the south um, <laughs> i'm from the south <laughs> i'm from the lower plains uh I, god i hope everyone from there talks just like that the lower yes <laughs> it is canon now now in my setting <laughs> i'm from the lower plains and i lost my cow it did you say green and orange green and orange that's gross okay go on they have resistance to cold fire and poison damage damn dark vision at a range of 60 feet and the following additional traits stench any creature other than a stench cow that starts its turn within five feet of the stench cow makes a must succeed on a dc 12 constitution saving throw or be poisoned until the start of the creature's next turn on a successful saving throw the creature is immune for one hour speaking of stench I forgot deodorant this morning. Oh, gosh. I had to teach today. This is a side story. I'm sorry if you're here for the D&D giggles, but I'm going to tell a side story. This is real life. This is real life. So I have a normal brand of deodorant that I use here, but I don't have it at work. I just have like an old one that I'm like, this will do. And I kept thinking somebody new was following me around all day because I kept smelling myself. I'm like, who's near? (laughs) I'm just like, it's me. Stranger. <laughs> stranger <No>. danger. Stranger <laughs> smells. So, yeah. Now I know that I smell interesting when I wear this stuff. It's so hard when you realize that you're the sneaky person in the room. It sucks when you're the sneaky person in the room. It and so makes I've, you want to just 
turn into goo and just slide out under the door. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I did leave my lab to go to my office to get staples. And uh, he said that with quotes because you guys markers, can't, you can't see, see those. You can't hear quotes. Maybe my fingers will pop as I do it, but no. <laughs> yeah. So I went and got staples and I lathered myself in deodorant and oh, gosh. my underarms because I was terrified. I'd already saturated my shirt because I'm a sweaty motherfucker wearing a lab coat. <laughs> so it's now time for Jamie's beautiful creature. Okay. So this one's pretty interesting. It's a choker. And this is coming out of. The 90s. Morganan's Tome of Foes. And upon first glance, it looks like if you ever go to like Dollar Tree or Dollar General and you go into the kids' toys, those little toys that you can like throw at the wall and they kind of climb down. They wall crawlers. Yeah, they just kind of slide down. Um, They're no longer sticky. (laughs) Covered in dust. (laughs) Yeah, they're covered in dust and cat hair and. Too close. To or it, in the case of you know my favorite people, they get stuck on the ceiling, on like the 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 popcorn, popcorn ceiling ceilings. Fuck yeah, that shit. Um, I had to work really hard to get off the ceiling. Anywho, that's what it looks like. But it's like um, the creature from the Black Lagoon meets a wall walker because uh, it has like really big, finned, webbed, like suction cup hands. But they're not little suction cuppies. They look very lethal, like a little spikes on there it, it doesn't look comfortable if it, it doesn't you. and i'm like how is this helpful all right but um beyond that it's it looks very weird it almost has an ape-like face too with the very big jaw very much creature the black lagoon it does that's have, what i was thinking when i was drawing i'm like creature the black lagoon yeah. meets stretch armstrong very much the old school b-movie feel too oh the good aren't they remaking that I have no idea. Probably. Oh, no, no, no. Probably. It was Guillermo de Toro's Scaly's fucking thing. What is that? Shape of Water. Oh, gosh. I couldn't watch too much of that. It got weird. Because he wanted to fuck a fish. <laughs> she wanted uh, I yeah. didn't watch it. I watched about 30 minutes. I bet it chafes. All right. So there's a green <laughs> text box on page 123. Gonna yeah, we're going to write past that. <laughs> Page 123 of uh, Mordecai and Stone of Foes. There's a green little text block. And it says, Chokers are cowardly and dim-witted creatures, useless as guard beasts, and utterly awful as servants. Yet for wizards of shorter stature, securing one as a familiar does negate the need for a ladder. That's <laughs> awesome. So they're good if you're tiny and want to be up high. So... Okay. Now, despite the fact that this, like, just looking at the picture, it looks like a big creature. It is listed as a small aberration. Whoops. And it's... I a, am, when you described it, I was just like... it's huge. It looks large. It looked like it would be, you know, humanoid, medium size at least. But no, it is a small aberration. It's chaotic evil. Has a natural armor class of 16. It has up to 21 hit points, a speed of 30 feet. Um, it also says it's a subterranean predator, far more dangerous than its small size and spindly, rubbery limbs would suggest. So it's tiny but fierce, <laughs> like a pomeranian, like me, <laughs> or a chihuahua. Yes, well, Those no, evil little bastards. No, the last chihuahua I met is our is our current DM, uh, Deanne's chihuahua Paco, and he is my friend. He is tiny and cute. And he doesn't bark. 
Uh, chokers have cartilage rather than a bony skeleton. Gross. I'm surprised they don't have a little, what do they call them, inflated bladders? Isn't that what Kiff called it? In oh, yeah, like sex. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have bones, he has sex. Um, this flexible internal structure. I don't structure, bone, I have sex. <laughs> Get out, I don't care. If this Can we put that on a t-shirt with our shitty drawing? I don't bone, I have sex. I feel like there's, somebody draw it and send it to us. Okay. If you can draw better than us, which I'm assuming 90% of the population of the can. population of the planet. <laughs> and the rest of them are children who can't hold pins. Um, I am betting there are plenty of children who can draw better than us. Oh, yeah. I was talking like babies. Oh, who don't have motor skills yet. I mean, they can't even like go with a pen. Once you give it to them, they just hold. They just put it in their mouth. It goes right in the mouth. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Don't put the choker in your mouth. Don't. Please don't. <laughs> um, this flexible internal structure enables them to easily slip into narrow fissures and niches Niches? Niches? I forgot. Niches. Whatever. Niches, niches, bitches in the wall of their cavern homes. They lurk in these spots, silent and unseen, waiting for prey to happen by. So, they're a little slippery suckers. I just want to hear what it sounds like walking down the hall, because I imagine it's a lot of slapping sounds, like a frog running I bet it can't walk, because it doesn't have bones. Oh, it must hang from everything. I bet if it went on land, it may not... Well, here's the thing. It's in a cave. It's already on land. What do you mean? Well, it... Okay. When you look at it, it doesn't look like something that would walk. It looks like something that would only swim. Oh, webby. Well, it has no knees. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. Jellyfish swim and they don't have any... They don't really swim. They just kind of float. But they... You can tell how they propel themselves forward. But this being bipedal just is terrifying um it says sly trappers a choker's usual method for luring prey involves positioning the body of its latest catch just outside its hiding hiding spot whenever it gets hungry it tears off a few chunks of flesh to feed itself in the meantime the corpse serves to entice other curious humanoids explorers drow Durgar, or the choker's favorite prey, goblins, to come within reach. When a target presents itself, the choker's starfish-shaped hands dart out of his hiding spot, wrap around the victim's throat, and pin the unfortunate creature against the cavern wall while choking out its life. Oh my god! <laughs> because its arms are so long, the choker can keep its body deep inside the crevice. Yeah. Deep inside the crevice. Deep in the crevice, where it hides beyond the reach of most normal weapons. Chokers tend to set their ambushes alone rather than working in concert, but where one creature is found, others are likely to be nearby. They communicate through eerie, keening howls howls that travel long distances through rock but are difficult to identify or locate in a typical echo-filled cavern. That's weird. It, wow. So, first of all, F for imagination on the name for this creature. Choker. <laughs> Choker. What would you call it? Come up with something better. Cave squishy. <laughs> Cave squishy. <laughs> Let's see if I can top that one. You're welcome. d and I'm available for hire for naming of creatures. Um, Wizards, call me. I will call him Harold. You're naming, naming him. What creature name would you give him? Haroldus Maximus. <laughs> Science. <laughs> Is that his Latin name? Yes. What, you don't know Latin? (laughs) Isn't gluteus maximus the muscle near the butt? 
That is that, but it's Harold is Maximus. <laughs> okay. Don't question my Latin. Let's hear some stats on this. Here's some stats. Okay, this guy is pretty shitty at everything. Good for him. Um, it's not very intelligent with a four. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> wait, four. Um, four. It's very <laughs> small. With that big ass head. Smarter than a cow. It, with his big old head, you think there'd be a bigger brain in there? I drew um, him with like a Neanderthal head. Like he does like have a very big huge brown forehead, like uh, as a whole two hands. <laughs> Um, a five head? Instead of a five head, it's a two palmer. Damn. Uh, the wisdom is a 12. Charisma is a seven. <laughs> the con Beautiful. is 13. Dex of 14 and a strength of 16. It's a pretty stout motherfucker with it its, is, li- with it's legs. pretty stout. Um, a good... Anybody who has to use their intelligence. Um, it's probably like wizards, wizards and such. Wizards, pretty much the only ones. Yeah. Uh, and it did mention making this a familiar, so you could trick it with like goblin meat. That would be so weird, though. Me and I my would... friend Harold Maximus. Harold is Maximus. Fetch that book from the top shelf, please. <laughs> but more squeaky. is all i got um it does have a plus six to stealth it has a dark vision up to 60 feet passive perception of 11 um it knows deep speech it's a cr1 it has aberrant quickness which recharges after a short or long rest the choker can take an extra action on its turn i don't know if this is an attack it just says boneless <laughs> That's what it says. That's an order at Wingstop. It is. It's how I take it. Well, no. I don't like boneless. I like bone-in. Ha-ha! Um, the choker can move through and occupy a space as narrow as four inches wide without squeezing. Gross. Mm. That's... I don't like it. So it, Okay, so it's small. How much space does it occupy? Small is like a foot by a foot or something like oh that. My I can't gosh, remember. you could put this in a backpack and carry it with you, or it could just wrap around your neck, but loosely, hopefully. No, because it's a choker. I don't remember what size. But, um, while I'm looking that up, um, it has yeah. spider climb. The choker can climb difficult surfaces, including upside down or on ceilings, without needing to make an ability check. It also has the multi attack, uh, which is two tentacles attacks. This is pretty much standard among anything that has tentacles, which is a plus five to hit, reach of 10 feet on one target. On a hit, you take five or 1d4 plus three bludgeoning damage plus three or 1d6 piercing damage. If the target is large or smaller creature, it is grappled and must make a DC 15 strength check to get out. Until the grapple ends, the target is restrained, and the choker can't use this tentacle on another target. The choker has two tentacles. If this attack is a critical hit, the target also can't breathe or speak until the grapple ends. God damn. What CR is this? One. And what's its reach? Ten. So if it gets you, it's going to get you good. Yeah, it is. So a choker and a cow are walking across the field one day. (laughs) Went to the produce stand the other day. Um, that comes back soon. It does. Like if you weekend. don't, okay, guys, we don't get endorsed. Or endorsed. We don't get paid to endorse anything at the moment. Or we probably never will. But hey. But we do very much enjoy a show called Letter Kenny. It's on Hulu. Check it out. Um, that's what the choker does. I. That's what oh the choker gosh. do. <laughs> As the choker do. This would be like a minor encounter to me 
and possibly like I'd bring it up in an encounter where one, it would be fun to have it in like an old library that a wizard abandoned mm. and he's just like in nooks and crannies eating the bugs in the books. Although I looked it up small as five by five still. Oh, okay. Like it's small, it's small, not tiny, right? Small. Yeah. So it's the size of a, a, a hobbit as well. I almost said a halfling. Sorry. It's what they are. We all know it. <laughs> it's copywritten. It's copywritten. But. I would have it like in an old library hiding in crevices, just trying to reach out and grab any food it can. And it ends up grabbing the party and they have a chance to like recruit it as an um, familiar or something. This. Okay. So the choker is, it confuses me because it looks like an aquatic creature, right? It's very webby. It it looks like it would live underwater or Mm -hmm. near water. It is not amphibious. It's, it doesn't do that anywhere in the, text block or the flavor text so i'm just like i think it just has hmm. wide feet to grab onto things so that it can like chameleon hook into things or gecko those motherfuckers have some weird feet yeah they do they can bind to things on the atomic level that's pretty dope yeah uh, they use uh, vanderwall's forces to bind to surfaces i'm sorry what vanderwall's it's a you'll learn it in your chemistry class man soon, which you told me you hate today and didn't hurt it's my feelings. so hard. <laughs> Guys, back me up on this. Chemistry's hard. <laughs> Don't tell her nothing. Okay. Are you ready for doodles? I'm done doodling. Remember, don't have your hopes too high. We need to talk about what we want to do with our doodles. So we hate ourselves. We are gluttons for punishment. Gluttons for punishment and gluttons in general. The amount of Tex-Mex I ate before recording this Oh my gosh, guys. We were one yeehaw away from just... Pure Texan. Pure. The amount of queso. Sweet. Oh, God. Montezuma's Revenge. All, <laughs> the, all the, the brown down. Um. <laughs> so, as punishment for ourselves, sort of, if you're listening to this and you happen to roll by our Dungeon Doodles on our Instagram which, or, or Twitter, or Twitter. Yeah, which we post one day after we release the episode. We do our darndest. We try. Sometimes we forget. We love you guys. Thanks for paying attention to us and also patience. It's my fault. So, um, <laughs> sometimes I forget to send you the pictures. Either way, um, what ends up happening is if you vote on those and tell us your favorite ones... And after uh, the best two out of three is safe, and the person who's lost out of the three episodes that were released in a row has to drink an Arizona tea from a can. And this may not sound like punishment to y'all, but I'm sorry, guys. Like I said, we're from the South. Um, <laughs> and it, oh gosh. I, when he's, when he, when Zach mentioned this as a challenge, I didn't want to because I don't like Arizona tea. It's, it is the last. Of last resorts because it's what you get when there's nothing at a gas station and like I would settle for like Red Diamond or some other shit before I grab this. I feel like if you like, we're sorry Arizona, you're doing your best. I value for your value. Do your thing. It's not a big deal. I'm not gonna fight you about it. But I don't particularly care for it. But I feel like it's very much there's a time in everyone's life where they drink a lot of it, even if it's just more than usual i feel like when i was a teenager i drank a shit ton of arizona sweet tea just because it was a dollar it was the biggest thing you could get for the cheapest price that wasn't yeah. water yeah. <laughs> and it's still that price which yes, which is also very cool i appreciate the fact that you go arizona has not hit arizona sweet tea well it's because they don't advertise that's their thing that's very true have you ever seen an ad for arizona sweet tea um i will say yes but this was 
years yeah. ago when I was a child, like super young. And never again. Yeah, it was it was very brief. Like back in the early nineties, they had like a commercial, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't advertise, so they don't have to pay for advertisements. So they're like ninety nine cents. Enjoy and, our. And plus, they put their price on their cans, so yeah, you can't, you can't be upsold. Sold, upsold. So it's going to be a best two out of three. So um, welcome to season two or second edition. <laughs> Love us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Give us your votes. So around Thanksgiving, because that will be our fourth show where we'll have to drink it one of us will have to drink it um i'm dreading it already oh my gosh i know gotta step up my drawing game um well or my cuteness factor so i I have a a feeling that this first one's gonna go to you i can i where we're sitting i can sort of see zach's rendition and his is in color first off mine is a sketch sometimes i just want to do black and white guys i don't know i mean Um, it is a cow Also, <laughs> feel free to vote to based off of like cuteness, whatever. There's no set rules for this. But yeah, with your heart, whatever you want. We're, we're not gonna get. We're not gonna get our feelings. Or right. just tap a button. Who gives a shit? We can actually vote put a me. poll on Instagram to do it. We <gasps> totes. We have the technology, <laughs> but let's see if we know how to use it. Probably not. Um, so here's my cow. Like I said, it's on page 207. Or you didn't say it's on page 207 of Volo Guys to Monsters. Volo's Guide yeah, to, to Monsters. Monsters. Yes. So, is that a horse in the background or another um, cow? They're all supposed to be cows. Okay, yeah. Is Okay, so I have a question. What What is that squiggle kind of behind the cow? Right okay, on top? so it's supposed to be grass, but when I went it over it... It looks like it, a pile of shit. <laughs> maybe it is. Or like a termite mound. Sally, you're a piece of shit. Sally, you're a piece of shit. There we go. See, it's gone. So, I see <laughs> mountains, and um, I like that you added a shadow. That is a brilliant detail. I need to start adding Woo-hoo! shadow to mine. That's great. I like its spots. Um, I feel like I could probably get a free meal at Chick-fil-A if it went on that day. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like it has horns. It does have horns. And the sun looks very like old western. Yeah, it does. Sort of in a supernova, but not quite there. <laughs> just observation. Just saying it. So My, my son is very unstable. Black hole sun. <laughs> Won't you come? Oh, God. Okay. He's dead. He is, wow. <laughs> so, enjoy my choker. I love your choker. Your choker is amazing. It has that forehead, as you described it. I kind of forgot to round on his head. It looks like he hit his head really hard and it kind of got it flattened. It looks like he got hit on the head with a hammer. Yeah, somebody retaliated and went, Now Maybe his intelligence I def- dropped. I have questions about his right elbow. Uh-huh. And how it has a loop in it. <laughs> it's it's three-dimensional. I'm trying here. And it's it's got a loop because it's like wound back on itself and coming back. It doesn't seem very effective for the longest reach, but he's filled with sacks. He ain't got no bones. Well, he's not filled with sacks. He's filled with cartilage. He's filled with cartilage. He ain't got no bones. And so he can just like reach it whatever he wants. Okay. so if, I, Wait, does he have teeth? Are yeah, he has like a whole those are bones? thing. of. Okay. I didn't <laughs> write the book. Can you imagine once you're choked off from suffocating and dying from this, it then gums you to death? <laughs> that would be so funny. That's not how I want to go. No. Being licked to death. Okay. Uh, so, shit. I was going to say something and then it ran out of my head. First, I was going to say that it looks like... <laughs> say it. Okay. I can take it. So... I know I refer a lot of things to Zelda, but I'm going to again. It reminds me again of the Redes where they kind of just come out and jump on you. Yeah. 
it with Fuck its, with its wiggly wiggly arms mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of that and i don't know like it, your drawing is much better than mine i feel like you win this week we'll see because we'll now see. that you've said it the internet's gonna be like because his forehead proportions are wrong and you lose points <laughs> 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 this cow, breathtaking, love it, darling. Art, bold and brash. <laughs> Choker belongs in the trash. <laughs> okay. Um, SpongeBob. What jokes. do we have next? So we're changing it up a little bit. We're still going to give DM tips. Just the tips. Just the tips. Which is the name of that segment. Don't question us. It's going to happen. Um, but in the meantime, we also wanted to add a fun segment where each week. One of us brings forth a magic item that's either really weird or very niche or just fun to look at. And this one actually came up from the current campaign that we're in. We were at like a winter festival. And uh, if we would have won one of the games, we would have gotten one of these fun prizes. Oh, I wasn't there for that episode. You weren't, so you'll never know that episode. Jeez. Um, These happy little creatures... These little buddies, which are called finger buddies, they're like those little rubber things you put on your finger as a kid to do puppet shows. Yeah. But they're very springy. Can um, you see it? This is, this is a beautiful photo. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're literally like, they're supposed to be on your fingers, but when they're activated, they grow legs. Get the fuck out. Yes. This is what they I do. I hate you guys for not winning this game. You're on the you're, one time well, I'm not there. So one, they're tiny magic items. They're unaligned because you know they can't have alignments. Uh, they have like big bug eyes and giant teeth. I, we should probably post this on our Instagram. Oh yeah, we? yeah. We'll, we'll post it. Not all of these will have pictures. Just saying, we're doing our best. Um, Yet we might have to draw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you draw it, cow lady. Oh my god, uh, fuck <laughs> you, <laughs> cow horse. <laughs> <laughs> armor class of five they have natural armor because i guess they're rubbery they have two hit points and they have a speed of five feet they're i mean they're small so i guess they're so. tiny <laughs> yeah so they have a strength of four minus three they have a dexterity of one of, hmm? what no oh, the strength is four oh, the minus modifier. three. Uh, they have a dexterity <laughs> of 16 plus three I was like, why are you making this a math problem <laughs> congratulations welcome to math it's dnd it's dnd is just role play and math and improv which is mm, all the yeah. best things in life uh five minus three for con for the modifier uh six minus two for intelligence a five minus three for wisdom and a three minus four for charisma See, I'd have made their charisma a little bit higher because they are. They're adorable. So, um, invulnerability is one of their skills. When this finger buddy drops to zero hit points, it simply becomes a toy again unless its body is completely destroyed. Aww. As an action, it can bite. (laughs) Yep. Um, so that, that's its thing. But uh, these small, colorful finger puppets can be brought to life for 24 hours using a single drop of blood. Once animated, the finger buddy is loyal to the caster whose blood was consumed. It can comprehend a fo- and follow simple commands such as retrieve, explore, attack, etc. It cannot speak or write in any language, but it will communicate via small grunts and squeaks. If one caster activates multiple finger buddies at once, they will operate as a swarm. Market price, 5 GP. Wait, one ounce. So um, this is actually from the Tempest Leopard uh, from Tumblr, I believe. I want... A swarm of finger puppets. Yes. <laughs> Imagine that would be like a fun like 
enemy to have if you're playing child characters at like a fair or something and you have to solve like some weird mystery or whatever or that would be a fun like minor goal this is weird you know how you did your birthday thing yeah what if you did kind of like a like the bob's burger episode where they try to rob the re- the store or whatever the game center oh yeah so they tried to get this dune buggy just watch the episode i can't remember what it's called but um they essentially try to get this doom buggy as a prize, which it needs a lot of tickets. You know those giant scams those places. Yeah, they, and they teach them how, essentially how to work the games to get the most tickets out of them. Yeah, so if that's the case, then it would be fun if like kids came in with this and they were able to get like the finger buddies as a prize and try to do bidding for them and trying to get like the final prize at the end of the carnival with the most tickets mm. before the carnival leaves for town. That would be fun. Wouldn't that be fun, Cam? I also, I would love Markle, who is, uh, Markle is one of my favorite characters I've made. He is a joy for everyone. Um, He's also. I stabbed him once. Yeah, you did. Um, He's also a child. um, And I think that would be fantastic to have little finger puppets. Yeah, skill challenges versus like magic spell challenges of like, hey, toss this ring on shoot this bow and plus you could throw it at somebody and then it just like, goes on their person and it's so small like you'd ha- i mean goodness okay that's that's a great item you're I welcome love it. so thank you person who made that we'll post that on our instagram does later. it say who it. made that yes it does let's it give was, a shout out yeah i don't know if you listen if you do weird cool, i mean i always cool. feel like it's good to take a shout out um it's the uh tempest leopard one leopard word. or leper leopard not leopard how many leopards do you know that run the storms um tempest leopard i don't know i might maybe he has a skin condition Which i don't I, know I said is tempest <laughs> leopard because <laughs> i'm that dumbass tempest leopard thank you tempest leopard uh leopard for making this beautiful figure it's and great creature. so for our dm tip today we wanted to talk Just about the that theme song and also Session zeros. There we go. So, <laughs> session zeros are, if you don't know what it is, a session zero is essentially before your campaign really begins, before they meet in the tavern, before they meet on the road, before anything comes together. It's having everyone sit down, flesh out their characters, iron out backstories, um, create relationships. Um, any of the fun things that you're going to try and do to make your campaign special, whether it be the two truths and a lie that we've talked about before, whether it's gossip they've heard, which we've mm-hmm. also talked about before. Um, it's incredibly important. Also to lay out your table rules, which we've talked about before. Um, this is the time to do it as a session zero. It's also great to talk about one, the scheduling of it. So this is the hardest part of any D&D campaign. Oh, we, we've complained about it pretty much in every episode. I'm also a garbage human who can't do anything. Uh, props but, out to our current DM who does seriously try to keep us on schedule. Um, we're actually, the only reason, <laughs> fun fact, insider secret, we usually right now would be playing D&D. However, we had to schedule conflicts. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's very important early on to iron out those schedules and make sure everyone's available regularly mm-hmm. to play it's good to kind of get gauge the person who's playing especially for people you've just invited to your group mm-hmm. um i ha- i'm a bit of a pansy what's the proper word i don't know i'm pretty <laughs> how do i say this i'm really bad at kicking people out of groups same 
And my issue with that is sometimes, and this is one of my big roles, and I didn't clarify this with the last group of people I taught how to play. Uh, you can find that beautiful picture on our Instagram of the dog. <laughs> I think I said suckle for my teeth of wisdom. <laughs> oh, my. You're welcome for that, Internet. Either way, uh, I'm really bad at telling people, hey, you're not really meshing with the group. You got to go. And Amazing. a lot of the time, I can do it with people that I know, but in most cases where I've had somebody who's really not meshing well, it's somebody that was invited secondhand. Yeah. And so what I've always thought about was like, okay, well, one, we need to all have a session zero together, which is something I normally don't do just because of my time crunch of my own, which is probably why most of my campaigns fall apart. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> it's a never-ending cycle. <laughs> of sadness. But so mainly, though, is I always have the rule now that if you have somebody who's joining, then I'm not going to be the bad news bear bearer. Yeah. You're going to have to be the one like, hey, we've all discussed it. We don't think they mess with the group. Well, I need you to get rid of them because I'm not going to be the one who's like, hi, your friend invited you here and we hate you. <laughs> you need to leave. If you don't arrive on time, I'm locking the door to my apartment. It's just like it's, it's vaguely so, threatening. It's, it's so odd. You know, when I say this, I work with children. I work in education, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, when you have children who are like this and you're like, Come on, we all need to play together. We need to be nice. And then you become an adult. And Fuck like, that. Fuck you. I'm taking my imaginary game and going elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm old <laughs> enough. I got friends. I don't need new ones. <laughs> At the age of 25, you're pretty much set. Just as long as you can come up with two emergency contacts, you're good. Right. You only need it for the paperwork. Yep. It's and not sometimes a big it's deal. your parents. So just, do whatever you have to do. If they live close enough. So one thing you want to do is gauge the people's commitment, particularly when you're starting. Definitely. Out. So that might be your session zero. One, make characters. Two, deal with their relationships. And three, be like, how long are you going to play this? Are you going to duck out every other week? Or are you going to be here every week? And it really, especially if you're, if you have newer players, it's a good time to really help them manage their character. They probably haven't thought of all the things that you know they will need to inevitably think of. Um, and if there's going to be personality conflicts, you might see them in a session zero to get a jump on any negative things that could come. Because if someone is constantly that guy making the inappropriate jokes or someone who's being disrespectful of someone else. Someone you hogging can, the spotlight too. Yeah. You as can I interrupt you, sorry. that in the bud um, immediately. So session zeros are great if you can get them. Not everybody can, but mm. if you can do it, definitely do it. This is also where you can check people's comfort with certain topics. Yes. So sometimes a lot of people don't want to deal with gory things, sexual things, PG, anything about PG 13. Yeah. Death is kind of inevitable, but you might just kind of black screen it versus like gory, 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 death, death, death. Everybody's dead. Die, die, die. And you just have to be kind of one. You want to ask your players and you as a DM how far you're willing to go on that. Yes. So it might be like a like even sex scenes. You're just like fade that to black. We're done. And you asked for it. I role played one at one point because the player wouldn't stop. Yeah, I remember that. It got real <laughs> it got, oily it real weird. quick. Um, it's a, uncomfortable because my favorite thing is to make direct eye contact. Oh, it's it. so weird. Um, this person deserved it. <laughs> you wanted it. You liked it. He, um, he asked for it. He no. did specifically. Consent was given. Um, I've seen 
on several forums and online, and I bet you've seen it too, mm-hmm. they have a kind of a session zero fill out sheet. And it's for things like that to rate on a scale of like one to five or one to 10 Share your level too. of comfort with certain topics. And it's just something the players fill out, they give it back to the DM, and then the DM then knows. How, where they can go with each character. And it's also good to rein in other players who are kind of pushing Definitely. that male boundary. Because, you know, not that we have to always be politically correct, but some people have real triggers and we need to respect that. So that would be my suggestion. Definitely do a session zero if you can. If you can't, well, yeah. just fast forward to this part next time. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few Listen. more, like... One more important thing. Sorry, I've got a few more. No, points. go for it. Uh, is to decide the lifespan of this. How long is your campaign going to last? I've for gone like, <laughs> I got a book. We'll go till we finish the book. And like, I'll start a water deep dragon heist, get through chapter one and be like, I got to graduate. I got to finish this dissertation and or then I'll close can, the book. We can try Curse of Strata again. <laughs> Fuck that game. So it's an excellent thing. We've just tried to play it four times and it's never worked. <laughs> You've heard us. We've complained every time we talk about it. But either way, decide the lifespan of it and approach like, hey, this is meant to be a one-off that maybe extend till we wrap up the story. Whatever's necessary to finish that. Keep your character sheets. We'll come back to it if we ever can. But don't expect, like, I, I've told some people we're playing like the one-off called Stur- Curse, Curse of Str- Fishing for Gods in Strayed's Gallop. That's the name of it. it. Took me a oh, second. Yeah, you played yeah, it as well with yeah, a different yeah. group, and I've told them like we're doing this. It's supposed to be a one-off, but it is very long and very it detailed. Is. If There's you so take you a lot do. of the bits into it, yeah. So with that, I think it's really good to one tell them like this might take longer, and they've referred to it as a campaign, and I'm like, mm, no, no, it's too long to be no, no, no don't campaign. Use that word. Don't <laughs> don't speak that word around me. Not the c word. So um. It's also good at your session zero to establish your rule system. We're talking D&D 5e. That's kind of a given. So, hey, just talking about D&D 5e. Or if you are planning on doing house rules. House rules. Any DM rules. And the biggest thing with DM rules, can't emphasize this enough. If if you're going to use it, use it every time. Keep consistent with it. Be consistent. Yep. This is also where you can start bringing in the setting. So, if you're in Waterdeep, Tell them something about Waterdeep. Yeah. Um, there's actually a chapter in Waterdeep Dragon Heist that will tell you most of the background you need for the city, like when the festivals are, what the city looks like, streets, all that jazz. Waterdeep is a good place to use because it has so much history. Yes. You can literally Steal just it. go online and take Snag and get anything. Yeah. You don't don't feel like you have to do it all on your own. There's plenty of stuff out there. You can take and use what you want. The choice is yours. <laughs> mm-hmm. So go through that, set up your options and restrictions and do that filter. We're going to try to post that guide on like what you're comfortable with, you're not comfortable with, we so that you as a DM can write that on paper. Because <laughs> um, I'll put it in our show notes. So that's a side comment for us. <laughs> so um, while you're doing this, though, be watchful because this is your chance to kind of gauge how the group will work together in your session zero. This is your time to like snoop on the players and secretly evaluate them. Be like, hey, you're a dick. And just like figure that like out. I said, early. Nip it in the bud. It's- nip it in the bud and be like, hey, this is a normal thing. I have a general rule that if. If we're in an engagement of conversation and there's a lot of people at the table, I lead each person go down the table and say something. If they have nothing to say, they can pass or whatever. But I generally would like everybody for a homebrew or anything like that. If you're rolling to attack and you're planning in advance, if I tell you you're on deck, you need to know what you're doing in the next second or two. Yeah. The next time the turn counts on to you. But also, I think it should be a 
big bonus that everybody rolls their damage dole. The damage dole. Oh, uh, yes. The damage dole. The damage they dole out. Whoa. Yep. They need to roll the hit dice and the damage dice at the same time and be prepared to calculate it. That way you don't have to wait for like, I need to find my D6s. And then... There is nothing worse than coming across, like, in combat, coming to a player who acts like you haven't been in combat for the past 10 minutes. And it's like, if you don't get your dice out of that bag, I'm going... To rip your goddamn... Right. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's so annoying because it just takes more time. It takes you out of the immersion of the game. Yeah. It, Nothing ruins a session like a wizard who constantly casts Fireball but never has enough D6s. <laughs> oh, man, I only have one D6. Motherfucker, its base is like eight. Get your shit together. You can literally Google it. Like, you can... That d- Google does have a very nice a dice, dice roller, roller now. So. Uh, it used to do if you Google dice roller, it'd just be a D6, which sucked. But now they have this really cool color coded one. We used it for the first time rolling B damage at a game, and it was amazing. You'd be surprised what B damage is. We took out something very huge with just B. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we never went back because we lived. Anything else? That is the stuff. Okay. That's all the wisdom I have to offer. All right. A session zero is incredibly important, guys. Do it. Don't be like me and forget about it sometimes because then you're. I teach a lot of people how to play. And so at session one, when you're teaching everybody to play, what should be a three hour session ends up being six because you're just trying to figure it out. This, and that is the beauty of a session zero is you can have those fake combats well yeah the fake combats the just getting through the role the you know through the, the motions of playing rolling your dice what does this mean what do i have to add what are the modifiers when does this come into play yada 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 all the ins and outs of your character sheet and dice and spells and etc so yeah. um we will be posting our magic item and the link to that uh, session zero page on our social medias on our twitter and Facebook, I forgot what social media is for a second. And Instagram at Sweet Tea and D and D, all one word. Correct. Um, and as you know, because you're listening, we are on your podcaster. Caster. Oh my gosh. Podcasters. Podcasters. That is of wizards choice. who wizards and bards. In pods. <laughs> it's bards. Podcasters. Podcasters, because they're in pods. Ooh. Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, we're on your pod catcher of choice with sweet tea and D&D. You still said it wrong. I did, no, I said you pod said, catcher. It's podcaster. No, it's not. <laughs> Just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 26, Zach's still messing around. <laughs> I felt very insecure. Um, sweet tea and D&D, all separate words. If you put them together, nothing will come up. Unless you're looking for us on your pod catcher. They should all be separate. That's what you just said. I'm a dumbass. Sorry. I zoned out for a second. You are ruining I need to refill my tea. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, Don't forget to check out our website. Yeah. It's sweet TMDND, all one word, dot simplecast.com. Is it? I thought it was dot FM. It's dot com now. It is dot com. Dot com. (laughs) All right. That's how we should end this episode. Dot com. (laughs) We need Garrett. God, we miss you, Garrett. Garrett, come back to us. <laughs> Where are you, Garrett? We should probably text him. 